From the massive studios in Raleigh, North Carolina, this is The Cloudcast with Aaron Delp and Brian Gracely, presented by A Cloud Guru, bringing you the best of cloud computing from around the world. Good morning, good evening, over and welcome back to The Cloudcast. We're coming to you live from the massive studios in Raleigh, North Carolina. Well, actually... I'm not, and as you can tell, I'm I'm coming from Vegas from VMworld, and I've been talking for, what, three, four days straight now. I can't even keep track of it. But in case you don't recognize the voice, this is Aaron. Um, <laughs> how you doing, Brian? I'm good, man. This is uh, – I'm not sure if this is going to be like the – we set this up as the, the mid-year thing, and we call it the mid-year show because – both of us were basically like completely slammed for the summer, so this is the uh, the delayed mid year show. But this might be the hangover show, the uh, the <laughs> VMworld Hangover Edition, uh, hosted by Aaron Delph. Yeah, and and you know, kind of uh, break the illusion with the crowd for a second. Uh, we are recording this at six in the morning on day four of VMworld. And believe it or not, this voice isn't hangover voice. It's just, I've been doing uh, press and analysts and customers um, all day, every day, um, talking for 10 hours, 12 hours a day straight. <laughs> and well, this is and, what happens. <laughs> and, and, and here's the thing. People might be saying to themselves like, well, why would you guys do this if, if you know Aaron's going to be a mess? And here's the thing. If we had just started this show this year, like we might say, yeah, that's true. Aaron sounds a little bit rough. You know, maybe we should postpone this thing. <laughs> but here's what we know after having done this for many years and, and many trade shows. Aaron's going to come home tonight then he's going to get sick <laughs> and, then foot, and then college football season starts this weekend. So like Aaron may be off the, on the shelf for, you know, several days here. So we need to get a show in. We had a long holiday weekend coming up. Like we're forcing you to work through this thing, man. You're taking one for the team. Yeah, this is this is part of the push. It's no big deal, and we and part of that. So we've got something uh, really big to announce. So why don't you kind of dig into that? People might have noticed um, the intro outro sound a little different. If you look at the logo, it might it might look a little different. So what's going on, Brian? Yeah. So uh, so today we're we're real excited. Uh, we've been this has been in the works for a little while, but uh, excited to announce that uh, we're kicking off a, a kind of a big partnership with with a Cloud Guru. Um, they're going to be the presenting sponsor for all the shows for kind of the foreseeable future. When we first started, when we first got to know the A Cloud Guru folks, it was these people who were kind of redefining training. And it was like, okay, that's interesting. And then we learned about what they were doing with serverless. And that was really interesting. And obviously, we've, we've kicked off a bunch of serverless shows. But I think kind of at our core, we said, it's we've reached a point in the industry where, um, you know, Public clouds are reality, um, you know, whether you've been doing it for a little while or just getting into it. And this show has always been about, you know, trying to educate people. And so when they came to us and said, hey, we'd like to, to do more stuff with you guys, we sort of said, you know, I think the timing's right. I think the, the, the need in the industry to, you know, figure out new ways to learn this new stuff is right. And, and so it's, uh, we're excited about the partnership and excited about them being kind of our exclusive presenting sponsor. Yeah, absolutely. And it really goes to, you know, it's a little bit of concentric circles kind of thing, right? When we started the show way back, it was all about us learning as much as we could and giving back to the community. And, and I think they've been uh, fantastic ambassadors uh, of the community as well as trying to really move everyone's careers forward. And, and um, so I think it's really, really great and we're really happy about it. 
you know, so as of today, you're going to, you know, you'll, you'll hear their name in our, in our intros and outros. You'll see the name, um, the A Cloud Guru logo on our logo, which is, which is cool. Um, but beyond that, you know, there's some stuff we're going to end up doing that we're still kind of working out some details, but I think one of the things that we've learned in, in talking to them and, and sharing data about our audience and them sharing data about kind of their trends that they're seeing is we're seeing this renewed interest in, in the fundamentals. Like we're seeing a whole new groove of people, whether it's you know sort of the VMware community evolving or the infrastructure community evolving or a new generation of people who are kind of wanting to get into the fundamentals now of public cloud. Um, and so, you know, in, in all sorts of forms. Um, and so I think we're going to, we're going to try and follow that trend to a certain extent. We're not going to, you know, by any means abandon what we've always done with the show, but I think we may step up and do some more stuff to help people make sure they, they know the fundamentals and we're going to try some different formats and different media types and stuff and, and see where that goes. Yeah. And, and in addition to that, I would say, um, some of the conversations I've had with our, our listeners, you know, like at events like this or some of the feedback we get uh, is really around, okay, I get it. You know, I've, I've watched videos. I've, I've looked at this. I've looked at that. I, I listened to the show. Um, and everything sounds great in theory. And I, I kind of get what's going on. And, you know, if I had somebody made me draw it out on a whiteboard, I could draw it out on a whiteboard. But the extreme fund, low-level fundamentals, if you will, that A-Cloud Guru is just so good at um, and, and really is is really helping the industry, um, I think it's it, it makes theory become reality. And and that is is really nice as well. Well, and and I mean the other thing we've always said about them, and this was before we you know started doing any of this stuff, was these guys have kind of fundamentally reshaped how anybody's going to learn. Right? It's you don't you don't need any equipment in your in your house in your basement. You, you know, so all those days of watching people on Twitter complain that they're. Their uh, you know low end NAS box died, or their electrical bill was too high. Like all that's gone. Um, the pricing for the system is you know for all of their courses is is super inexpensive, right? We've we've been putting discount codes out for a while, and hopefully folks are taking advantage of that. We will we will absolutely continue to do that. We're going to have new programs, but you know the whole idea of being like, all right, I'm going to go have to go buy ten, twelve, fifteen thousand dollars, or even three or four thousand dollars worth of gear find a place in my house, not make it too loud, maintain that stuff, occasionally spill out $1,500 to take a training course for a certification or go somewhere like that's insane in, in today's world. And, and I think what we really liked about what these guys were doing was it's like, they're all about community. They're all about teaching people and educating people. And they've changed the model of it so that it's, it's totally accessible for people. So that I think is, is really important as well. Absolutely. Um, you want to move on? Yeah. Whoa. One last thing. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. So you haven't, you haven't been on for a few weeks. Um, I know. And, sorry, uh, everyone. You know, or, the, or maybe maybe everyone's thankful. I don't know. But yes, yeah, sorry, everyone. So, so in the, and I, and I I'm filling you in on this. So in the context of, of this idea of trying to, to get back to the fundamentals and stuff. So, you know, in my in my day job, I, I focus a lot on containers and Kubernetes and stuff. So. Uh, no offense, uh, we're not breaking up, but I did start a new podcast. Uh, I'm not, yes. I'm not cheating on you, but, uh, but one of the things we're doing on this, this pod CTL podcast, which is all about containers and Kubernetes is we are sort of taking some of those learnings and saying, let's make sure we hit the fundamentals and stuff first. So we'll see, it's going to be sort of my experiment 
for the cloudcast of you know getting back to fundamentals. We're going to do some basic stuff. So uh, if you're into some of that or you want to sort of see what that looks like, uh, the, the Pod CTL show is out there. We'll put some things in the show notes. So uh, and it's we'll, doing extremely well. It's doing doing well. Uh, we're doing it weekly, just like the cloudcast. And uh, Tyler and I are having fun with it. So if you want to give it a listen or a rating or something, we'd appreciate it. Okay, on to and, and real quick, let me let me say this: you're you're on your way to being a media mogul. That's right. That's right. I'm, uh, <laughs> Um, so, so what's the, uh, what's the, what's the vibe at VM world without going into all the VM world stuff? What's the vibe at VM world? Yeah. The, the, the quick, um, couple sentence summary of VM world. Um, so first of all, I haven't been the last few years, uh, and I don't mind saying, um, a lot of that was, it was an area of focus for me. Um, it, it didn't necessarily, I felt like it lost some of its buzz and a little bit of, I admit I questioned the direction of VMware going forward. Um, but, but my job took me here this year and, but it's been really, really interesting now. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I didn't get out that much and didn't get to any sessions, but I did, I was able to attend, uh, the first two days keynotes. Um, and, uh, I was on the show floor a lot, talking to a lot of folks and the general impression was, it was actually interesting this year, shockingly <laughs> enough. And, you know, we were talking about it before we hit recorded. You, you, you kind of laughed at that. Um, but, but it was, you know, when was, when, when did you ever expect, if you go back and look at the announcements, when did you ever expect AWS to be on stage on day one and Google to be on stage on day two? I know, that is that is kind of crazy. I mean, you know, m- mom and dad got new boyfriends and girlfriends, I guess. Um, right, right. So, <laughs> and, uh, so, and just that alone, and that you know, and there's announcements, and you can go no man. I don't, I don't, I don't honestly necessarily want to go into all the announcements or so, the tech or so all did, of that. So but. did Andy? So did Andy Jassy show up and go? I'm the bookstore. Give me all of your, <laughs> give me all of your applications. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, it in if anybody wants to see. Uh, both a, a decent announcement, but a little bit of um, two CEOs being semi-socially awkward at the same time. Go watch that keynote. Um, yeah. It was it was highly entertaining well, just it, from it, a body language. Well, it, it had to be it had to be a weird keynote for Pat Gelsinger on day one because on one hand, like he loves to tell everybody, "Hey, I invented the x86 chip," and Michael Dell simply glued them onto motherboards. And then Michael Dell comes out and goes, yeah, well, but I'm your boss. You know, the, the, the world has evolved. I'm your boss. And then he has to sit and then he has to sit next to Andy Jassy, who basically is trying to destroy his company. And, and then they talk about this partnership. And um, so that, that had to be a weird one. And then the next day he comes out and he's talking to Google. And, and it is, yeah, in the bigger sense of things, we won't even get into the analysis of it. We will down the road. But like the, the, the VMware community, as much as anything, has always been a on-prem, on-prem, on-prem. And, you know, yeah, two of the big keynote slots are, hey, go to the public cloud. Right. It, and it's it's a new world. Yeah. It's def- <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely new. So, so in that in that context, and like you said, you didn't get a chance to spend a lot of time with people. Like, what was there, was there any vibe from people of like, oh, wait a second, like we, we now have to pay attention, you know, like from the, the partners, the, you know, the kind of core VMware technologists, like, oh, we got to pay attention to the public cloud now? Or did that, was it just like another set of announcements? No, I, I actually, it, it falls directly in line with, um, I don't know that I had a customer conversation this entire week where part of that wasn't mentioned 
um, a, you know, I'm using air quotes, moving to the cloud in some way of some kind of plan, trying to figure it out, having questions about you know, the concepts of moving data and data gravity. And, if, you know, of course, I work for a storage company for my day job, so it's going to be my focus. Right. But every single conversation involved a some kind of plan to either move to the public cloud short term or long term, not necessarily for everything, but certainly for, uh, you know, certain pieces where it makes sense. And so, it, and so in my mind, those announcements actually were perfect because – you, the last thing you ever want is a company as big as VM, uh, VMware kind of going, yep, nope, this is what we are. You're wrong. Right. Um, right. And, and so if nothing else, uh, it was they, they were very sensitive to where the customers are going. Right. Uh, and I, I felt like there was a good meet in the middle there without right. a doubt. Yeah. No, that was something um, I don't know if you'd had a chance to. You probably haven't. Uh, Keith Townsend mentioned that when we him and I and, and Stu Miniman talked last week or the week before. And he said, yeah, VMware kind of moves at the pace of customers. Um, and it is interesting because for the last couple of years, VMware has basically been like, no, 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 you know, the only the only public cloud is the VMware public cloud or, you know, it's VMware technology. And, and now they're basically having to go, yeah, um, you know, got to reset on that one. So, yeah, that's that one's pretty, pretty interesting. I mean, it, it'll be interesting to sort of like, I, I guess, if you look for a parallel, you know, when the iPhone came out, right? When the iPhone came out, yeah, it was a big deal. But then the reality set in for, I mean, even a couple of years and it was like, well, you know, do I really want to base my business off a mobile device? And, you know, will the call quality be any good? And do I get email on there? And does it do apps? And I mean, there was a, you know, there was a kind of a prolonged period of time before it came, became sort of prevalent everywhere. So it, it makes sense that we're seeing this, this sort of enterprise delay or enterprise drag or something. We should come up with a buzzword for, for, you know, <laughs> how long the enterprise delays behind everything else. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, um, so, yeah, go ahead. Moving on. Um, so, okay. Yeah. We so typically have done what I'd say twice a year, yeah, a little bit of look back, look forward kind of thing, and we actually with the three hundred show uh, really did kind of look look back. I would say, yeah, and we'll and we kind of realized it in talking of uh, in doing show playing. We're like, you know, we didn't really do a look forward, and we haven't really done a kind of mid year review. So so that's where we are with this, and and. But at the same time, it was kind of funny. We we put together, you know, we always kind of put together a Google Doc and put our ideas in there, and we're like. So what do we talk about? Right. right. Well, <laughs> so what do we talk about, Brian? I mean, this was the, so. So uh, we, we've got some stuff. We'll talk about the technology. The, the one that jumped out at me was um, just sort of thinking about kind of you know like okay, we're sitting here today. What is what does it feel like? It feels like we're we're sort of in a lull. And I and I and I and, and I'm give me your feedback on this. Like I say a lull in the sense of we always tend to focus on like there's new technology, there's new technology. We're, you know, kind of geeks at heart. And it feels like we're, we're sort of at a lull in terms of new technology. And what that means is kind of the business side of our industry is taking over. So we're seeing some interesting partnerships. We're seeing, you know, funding go in different directions. We're seeing people. I mean, so, I mean, like, like containers is, I mean, it's three years old. It's kind of becoming, you know, it's almost, and it's becoming standardized now. We're seeing Kubernetes has been around for two plus years. We're seeing on-prem stuff, you know, become all HCI. Like it feels less about a buzzy, like we're in a, we're in a dip where it's less buzzy technology, but more people going, okay, how do I, how do I alter my business because of technology? Do do you get that sense at all? Or are you, you're in the middle, I mean, you're in the middle of a product launch, but 
Yeah, no, com- completely agree with you. And, and think about it this way too. And in, in our, our years of doing the show, we, we've we've seen kind of the life cycles go from okay, this is something super early adopter. Heck, it's not even early adopter yet. It's an idea. Then go to the early adopters. Then kind of get a bunch of VC funding. Then certain folks make it out of that VC funding. Some of them blow up. Some of them get acquired. You right. get a stabilization of the market, and you get a commodity at the end. You know, and we've done that entire life cycle for uh, cloud platforms since yep. we've been on the show. Uh, we've done it all for containers. Um, I would also argue there was a developer movement in there. I don't want to call it DevOps, but right. a developer movement and developer funding that that has kind of uh, come and gone. We've seen a lot of the public cloud um kind of come and go there and and we've seen serverless and we're in the middle of starting to see, to see some funding for serverless but i agree there hasn't been a new front of the next wave right yet and so we're, we're, it's kind of weird because we feel like we've ridden a bunch and all of those waves have have kind of settled and we're about halfway through the serverless one and there is absolutely a little bit of what's next but i'll actually throw it back to you and go yes but we've primarily covered um emerging infrastructure yep, yep. space yeah um uh, and is that the space going forward or is it you know, like our friend Sam Charrington is doing um, AI and machine learning podcast, and it's doing amazingly well. And by the way, folks, go listen and subscribe. But, you know, is it we're not in infrastructure uh, waves anymore? It's going to all about be AI, IoT, machine learning, which we're going to have some things on the show about. Right. But, you know, is is that the... Yeah, that's a good... It's a good I think it's a good question. I, I So I'll throw two things out. One, I think... Um, you know, the the AI machine learning sort of wave is definitely starting to pick up and people are saying, you know, what's possible? We're already starting to see the articles come out that are the, you know, trough of disillusionment of like, oh, you know, <laughs> robots are going to take your job. And, you know, it's the, the Skylab, Skynet stuff. But it's also, you know, hey, this is just another 20 years of, of BS about machine learning. It's not really doing all that much. And um, so that's going to, th- I think that's going to thrash back and forth for a long time, it, which is going to open a whole bunch of opportunities for people to be either good at it or waste a bunch of time and money. I mean, it's, it'll sort of ask the question of like, is your next machine learning project going to be the equivalent of your first or second generation ERP project, right? The one that costs you 10 or 20 billion million dollars and lasts five years and gets the CE, the CIO or CTO fired. And, or is it the one that's, you know, super, you know, super successful or, you know, do you have people just saying like, I'm not even doing that. I'm taking the, the Netflix approach and just, you know, going all in on a Google or an Amazon or, or Azure or something. So I think that's what we're going to see in AI. The other one, the other thing I'll throw out and when I was doing this roadshow with Gene Kim, um, I was seeing this, this thing sort of over and over because we would, we would hear companies that would sit on a panel at the end of these sessions and talk about whatever their, their journey was. But what it kind of boiled down to me was if you were, if you're a technologist and you're, you know, you're learning this new stuff and, and all these things, but you're curious enough or you're smart enough to go, I'm going to go think about my business. I'm going to think about like all the steps between my customer getting something, a product or a service and how we deliver it. And if you're smart enough to look at that, that whole sort of supply chain or sort of value chain, if you will, and say, can we take a piece out of that? Can we, can, can we consume a piece of it that we didn't used to do? Can we make, you know, a partnership now be an API? Like, 
you can become really valuable, right? Kind of interacting the, the business and the technology. Um, and I think that's what happens when we, we get these technology lulls where it's like, look, you've got all the toys and tools that you need right now. Go apply some business smarts to it. And, and that's <laughs> the opportunity for, for technologists. Go play with the toys you have before you get a new exactly. one. Exactly. <laughs> Everything comes back to being like, you know, <laughs> treat your IT team like a bunch of six, uh, six-year-olds. You have enough toys. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> um, so, so let's talk about some of the trends we're seeing so far. Um, yeah, so we jotted down a few. You, yeah, so how are you, how are you feeling about um, Kubernetes and the container space right now? You're certainly much closer to it than I am, so why don't you comment on the first one? Yeah, so I sort of live in it. Um, I, I think we're seeing, like, I, I never like to say that anything is one in a technology because it's always, uh, you know, ebbs and flows, but Kubernetes is sort of everywhere. Um, and I say that in the context of, like, even in the last couple of weeks, we saw AWS join the CNCF, where you know Kubernetes is basically you know sort of the, the big project. Uh, Microsoft is doubling down on Kubernetes. Uh, we saw we've seen Oracle making announcements around that. We saw you know Pivotal and VMware you know make an announcement about Kubernetes with Google this week. So I think in terms of kind of the container orchestration standards, and this doesn't mean, you know, Docker Swarm is dead or Mesosphere is dead, but I mean, we are seeing kind of all the, all the big vendors, um, you know, save one or two and all the public cloud vendors are, are getting behind Kubernetes, which, you know, from that perspective, uh, I think is good. Um, you know, at least rallying around a standard. I know people are going to, there's going to be some people who go like, Hey, stay open stack. Don't, you know, everybody did that too. And, you know, maybe, Maybe if that community doesn't run itself well, it, it could become the next OpenStack. I feel like um, because this is more application focused, it's uh, you know it's it's got a, a stronger base. The community is is less kind of dominated by certain personalities, personalities, <laughs> personalities and drives that maybe OpenStack used to have and stuff. So, um, but the, the net net is it, it feels like um, right now Kubernetes is sort of the the leader in that space, and uh, it'll be interesting to watch the next year because if. If every vendor is involved with that, now you get into the classic, like, what, where's the project stop? Where do the products start? What's interoperable? And, and that's a big area for people to focus on. Yeah, yeah. And if I could just add, too, the, it, it is amazing to me. I feel like we're going to pick on a lot of vendors and products in this show. Um, the, anytime anyone says, oh, it looks like Kubernetes has been successful, Everyone immediately goes to, gosh, I hope they don't turn it open stack. Right, right. Um, right. <laughs> and it, 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 because what had happened is the reason why I say that is everyone has started to e equate vendor support with winning. But then on the flip side, I sure hope vendor support doesn't stifle it, kill it mess up the directions and just muck with it in general because, you know, of, of the money thrown at it. And so it, it's so funny how corporate sponsorship is now seen as a double-edged sword. Right, right. Yeah, you know, you, you, you spent half a million dollars to be a gold member of some foundation. You know, what, what evilness do you have behind you? Yeah, so, <laughs> it'll yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting to watch and, and obviously, uh, you know, it kind of impacts my day job, so I, I, will, I will pay attention to it. Um, so the second thing we sort of jotted down was, um, and this is, again, just us saying, you know, what, what's going on. Have you heard, like, I, I feel like I've heard almost nothing since DockerCon. And, you know, DockerCon is, is on one of our, you know, it's on our list of, you know, top six, seven events that we sort of track, you know, AWS, mm -hmm. reInvent, VMworld, DockerCon, there's a couple of others. Um, I mean, 
they announced this new CEO. So, you know, Ben Golub is out and there's a new CEO in. Um, they had, a, you know, big announcements about, you know, renaming stuff and Moby. And, uh, and I feel like we haven't heard a thing since from Docker since then. Does that seem weird to you or do you, are you been hearing things or? Yeah, so it, it both seems weird to me, and no, I have not heard anything else. Um, and, and what's interesting to me is, again, it goes a little bit back to that that first point around Kubernetes. Um, it's not that folks aren't looking into it, but I, I feel like what had happened is at, at any time – Certain folks are entering that market, if you will, of like, okay, I need to, I, you know, somebody was told I need to go look at containers, whether it's a developer infrastructure, or and somebody goes and they look at the landscape, and it used to be, you know, just like way back in the days, you had multiple cloud, you know, infrastructure offerings, you had multiple container offerings, and people would look at them, and when there wasn't a clear winner yet, then you know, think of it as funnels, right? There was really kind of three big funnels. There was there was Docker, there was uh, Kubernetes, and there was uh, Mesos, and everyone kind of funneled in and evaluated them. But as the Kubernetes uh, funnel gets bigger, if you will, it almost seems like it. This is ter- has turned into um, uh, the there. If, if Kubernetes gets all the funnel, then the others don't. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I don't hear nearly as many customers that are coming into the space going, yep, I have to go that route because they look at all three of them and they go, well, Kubernetes kind of has the 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 gravity, if you will. Right. right. Um, and and, and so not- I worry about net new net new folks coming in more or less the technology behind the scenes and what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. No, I definitely don't think we'll see you know, another, uh, orchestrator in there. Um, you know, not, I mean, there, there, obviously there's some other ones that are out there. Uh, I talked to some folks from HashiCorp on the show a couple of days ago. I mean, they have, uh, the nomad project and, and other stuff. Um, but yeah, the, the, the doctor Which, thing, by just, the way, I just want to say this real quick. I heard nothing but awesome things about that. It's like the, yeah. the best least known orchestrator. <laughs> I know everything about HashiCorp is kind of that way. Everybody who knows it loves it. Um, and yet, you know, they're, they're still small enough that they don't have a a big marketing budget and they, and maybe, maybe they're really smart in that they haven't taken the massive funding rounds. And so that makes them, you know, a candidate to potentially get acquired or, you know, it makes them more flexible than, I mean, like literally Docker, I think just took another, and I'm going to get this number wrong, but I think it's like another $75 million in funding. Um, you know, when you, when you start taking two, three, $400 million in funding, it limits the, what the outcomes can be. Um, but yeah, you're right. Getting back to the HashiCorp stuff, that that is always the running joke we have is that everybody loves them and, and not everybody knows about them. So interesting, interesting stuff. What about so the, the last thing we had on our list was was serverless, and we will we will definitely uh, kind of crank back up some more content around serverless as the serverless conference comes up here in uh, in early October. And by the way, if you if you want a discount code, we have that in our show notes. Um, what are you seeing around serverless that's uh, sort of new and interesting? The biggest thing I see that is new and interesting is funding going in. Um, It is interesting to see how this has gone. So it's actually funny um, that we're talking about it on this particular show. but But the first time I'd ever really heard about it in a practitioner way was the A Cloud Guru folks. Yeah. Uh, But and it's gone from that to this emerging architecture to an extremely probably overhyped buzzword and then it turned into a hated buzzword because it was an over overhyped buzzword and then now we're starting to see we're saying io io pipe skip box um 
IronIO um, moving over to Oracle. And then there was this one, and I didn't even follow it, and I didn't even know who it was. And then I sent you the Twitter DM when I saw it. These Databricks and getting like 140 million, and they're calling themselves uh, server, serverless data science and AI. And I'm like, wow, you could, you just, you hit all the buzzwords in one pitch. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's, and not- I don't know them, and I, I would love to get able to show it, and I, I don't want to disparage them too bad, but I was just like, I just kind of rolled my eyes. I was like, wow, okay. Right. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I guess the good news is the the folks that come on our show tend to get funding. Uh, you know, I don't know if that's just coincidence or whatever, but you know, hint, hint, people. Um, but yeah, the only thing I have noticed is the the big data uh, thing. Like Google is starting to do this. If if you follow some of the Google um, big data people or data services people, they're starting to call their stuff serverless. And so yeah, I think serverless is definitely going to go through a a thing where it. it they stop arguing about, you know, are there servers under the covers? And they start arguing about, you know, the definition of serverless as to, you know, how much you do provision or don't provision and don't have to worry about. And, but yeah, the Databricks thing was sort of funny, but, but it's not unique because I've seen, like we saw Google at the Google Next conference talking about, well, this is sort of essentially serverless because you don't provision anything. So that's serverless. So maybe serverless just becomes, you know, provisionless or something along those lines. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, we shall see. So uh, we also saw that, you know, it's one of those like tech blending into the real world here very much. Um, Amazon acquiring Whole Foods. Yep. Yep. And and getting back into uh, retail markets. Uh, what's your thoughts about all that? I mean, I, I completely admit there's all I just pictured. It was uh, somebody put it on Twitter. It was like this Whole Foods. And then with like a second story and all it was was like the drone um, <laughs> the drone hanger, if you will. <laughs> well, it's, it, it, yeah, and it was interesting because I think this, it, it was interesting for a couple reasons. I mean, it was a big deal. It was like $10 billion. It got announced like a quarter ago. It already closed. Um, Amazon's already putting echoes into, into the whole food stores and they're already cutting the prices of like avocados and as people freaking out, cause there's, you know, the avocados are selling out and, all this stuff, but it's, it, it is, it does start to don't be, mess with people's avocado. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know, it's, it, it does, it does become the beginning of the tipping point of, you know, where does the physical world and the technology world or the cloud world start to, to intersect, right? We're seeing it in, you know, kind of the driverless cars and, you know, you hear like Ford's name as much as you hear Tesla, but you also hear it as much as Google, you know, we see Amazon getting back into physical stores and, because, you know, the reality is some people actually like physical stores or there's things like groceries, which, you know, are perishable and you can't wait three days for, for Prime to deliver it. I I think it's going to be interesting. I think the flip side of it that got announced this week is uh, Target um, Target announced that they're pulling out of AWS, right? So, And we'd heard that before. We'd heard retailers were very worried about having their, you know, their online presence in AWS, um, you know, I think there was also an announcement of, of Walmart doing some stuff with Google. Um, but I, I think we're going to see a lot of sort of thrashing back and forth between do I get, do I be in the physical world? Do I, you know, do I get in the cloud world? And um, so, you know, that shoot for all we know, that may end up being, you know, a big thread for this show for the next two or three years. It's just kind of that, that whole back and forth of, you know, who's your technology provider? Who's your grocery store? 
Yeah. And I, you know, I won't say customers or, or even spaces, but I will say I talked to two customers, uh, this week who, because of this are investigating pulling out of AWS. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's so, cool. And it's, it's, it was very real world and it had nothing to do with the technology. It simply had to, had to be with, um, being worried about their movement into this space. Well, and, and, and look at, you know, we're not making any sort of claims uh, AWS to please don't sue us. Like, I mean, we, we're not making, we're not making any claims of saying like, look, they're looking at people's data. That's, we're not implying no. that trying to, but at the same time, like, you know, the running joke on this show is always, you know, don't be a, don't be a platinum partner at AWS. If you're a, you know, if you're a provider. And part of the reason we say that is because, you know, AWS or, or anybody could have some awareness of like how successful your thing is doing. And, you know, if you're looking at, how much you're paying somebody for the number of servers, you can kind of go, oh, well, they must be doing reasonably successful. Let's go dig into that business a little bit. And I think it's, you know, companies not wanting to give away any money or any, not even money, any intelligence to somebody who has proven that they're not afraid to go into any market. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yep. So, yep, definitely interesting. Um, so the other thing that, and this is, this is sort of a question, um, and we don't do this enough, you know, asking our our audience, what they want to hear from us, but I'm sort of, we'll wrap it up on this last question because we're trying to figure out, you know, where do we go forward? And uh, obviously we've got a whole bunch of shows lined up, but you know, in terms of the direction, we've never really focused on sort of SaaS applications. And, and one of the things that I hear from people all the time is, Hey, my, my existing applications, uh, you know, we're, we're getting out of that stuff, you know, our ERPs are, our, our our health kit, you know, our, our human resources, all this sort of you know, behind the scenes things. And we're moving those to SaaS. And then I had a, I had an interesting conversation with a, with a venture capitalist the other day and was, was sort of enlightening me about all the different vertical segments of markets where, where SaaS has 20 offerings and, and all these different things. Like the question to our audience is like, should we focus on some of these SaaS things? Not so much purely the technology behind them, but you know, do you guys want to know more about, uh, you know, SaaS, SaaS offerings in the automotive industry or the construction industry or, or whatever. Is that an area that you guys would like to see us dig into? Yeah. And, and just so everyone knows too, links to get hold of us, uh, will be, well, they always are in the show notes. So definitely give us feedback on that. And I'll kind of throw two stories, uh, into that as well. So I, I know I've mentioned it on the show before, but you know, my, my company, uh, solid fire, uh, that was acquired about a year and a half ago now. And, you know, it, it grew to, uh, well, hundreds of employees and went for hundreds of millions we never had an internal server other than the development servers for uh, the operating system for the storage. Uh, there was, you know, no internal servers for any of our systems. We were 100% SaaS-based company in our operations. Um, and it was, it was actually, a, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, I, I thought it was a really nice model. It, it, it supported us. And then we had, there had a lot of remote employees It supported us extremely well. And we were really happy with it. And then the, but the, and then the flip side of that, I talked to a customer this week and they were very much, Oh, you know, this is all of our data and we want to go here. We want to go there long term. We want to do this. And this was a company that actually goes through a lot of acquisitions. Well, um, when they purchase somebody, they bring them a house, they do this, they do that. They said, they said the number one problem they have is they were on this ancient, ancient, ancient ERP system and 
they just they couldn't get off of it yep. and that was their 100% hindrance to moving their entire IT infrastructure forward is it was so critical and it was only runs in a certain way and they they just they were so locked in to this one application and because they were locked into that one application they were so locked into one type of infrastructure that they just had no possibilities going forward and i was like oh wow that's really interesting and i've i've heard it before but to have them say it is is holding up our it from moving forward so yeah so you know definitely there's a lot of interesting examples out there both you know positive and, and negative so folks if you'd like us to dig into that we um you know it's an area we've we've kind of scratched the surface on a little bit and and the more we scratch the more we realize that it is it is really uh, it's really broad and diverse, um, maybe more broad and diverse than we could just sort of do as a as a side hobby. So if you want us to dig into it, let us know. But also, if you let us know, if you send us something to you know show at thecloudcast.net or you shoot, shoot us something to the Twitter feed, you know, give us a sense of of which industry you'd like us to dig into. You know, is it um, you know whatever whatever's you know maybe interesting to you, give us a sense of that. Or if you want to give us you know two or three of the interesting SaaS companies that you use that are kind of outside of the mainstream, let us know about that as well. So. Aaron, listen, uh, cool. I want to, I want to let you let your voice recover. Maybe let you go get a, you know, sounds like maybe go get a bloody Mary or something and recover from the, <laughs> from the event. Um, uh, you want to, you want to wrap it up and take us home? Yeah, absolutely. So again, thanks for everyone for listening and, and we would love some feedback um, as we kind of always do on the, the, the review shows and the, and the looking forward shows is, is let us know both how we're doing and where you want us to go, because that's one of the biggest things for us is we're constantly learning. And, and a lot of times we're not even sure what to go learn next. Um, so give us some feedback on, on where, where you want us to go. Uh, we certainly have some plans and then we're going to continue doing this and then, we're very, very uh, thankful for a cloud guru to kind of join us on this journey going forward. And, yep. and so with that, um, I admit, I uh, hopefully we'll be back on next week, but we shall see. No promises. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I will. I'm not leaving the show. It's definitely just a, a short term work thing. But but with that, um, thanks a lot, Brian. And uh, thank you for listening, everyone. And we'll talk to everyone next week. Thank you for listening to the Cloudcast. Please visit thecloudcast.net to find more podcasts, show notes, and everything social media. And visit acloud.guru for all your cloud training needs.